Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Mark, thank you for that wonderful snack. That was excellent. We're one week away from having more. For those interested in learning about uh, beef jerky, please um, hire Shelly Chen. He does a wonderful job. Tonight we are learning Seches Yoma Daf Pei Aleph. And we're going to be starting about six, seven lines down from the top of Pei Aleph, Amid Aleph. And we're going to be ending at the very last word of Pei Aleph, Amid Beis. This was a more complicated daf to learn. It took me longer to ingest. Um, and as you can see, daf pei beis amid beis is a lot shorter, so we'll be able to make things up over the course of Shabbos and Sunday. Uh, and let's get started. Can you give a seven-day countdown, like one week from Shabbos? We have a seum. Uh, is, it, is it next Thursday already? Yeah, yeah. a week. We have a seum next Thursday. Go to alldaf.org slash seum to sign up. I'll send out uh, a link in the uh, in the WhatsApp group. I mean, you're, David, you're going to make the seum? Yeah, it'll be a wonderful evening. Uh, the head of the Aldaf app, Rabbi Moshe Shwe, will be in town. Rabbi Ephraim Tversky will speak, a regular share, shorter share by me. David will do the seum, and then they'll show, show some short video, and then we're going to fresh a tremendous amount. Uh, no cost to anyone there. It's being covered by the OU. Please feel free. You're welcome. It's our pleasure. You're welcome. It's, a, it's an honor and a pleasure, and it's not coming out of my department's budget, most importantly. So, uh, okay, here we go. Uh, that was already a whole minute of, uh, of uh, secondary Torah. Says the Gemara, and we said that one who eats and drinks, <coughs> if they only ate and drank a partial shear, but in total, but in total, that new uh, combined share of what they ate and drank is that koseves share. Dalach is ein mitzdarf, and that does not violate the isra of Achila on a Torah level. Mantana, who's the author of our Mishnah? So answers the Gemara. Amar shinuya. This is discussed in a machlokes between Rabbi Yoshua and the Rabbanon. And our Mishnah is like Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Yoshua. It's not. What does the Mishnah say? The Mishnah writes, Klalama Rabbi Yoshua. He says the following. Now, this halacha is uh, an out-of-left-field halacha. It's about comparing different types of tuma to one another and joining those shiurim together. So here the Gemara says, If you have two types of tuma that are similar and the shear of iser is similar, then those two types of tuma will be mitzdarev. However, if if it's the same type of tuma but a different threshold of iser, or the reverse, Shiuro is the same velo tumaso, but a different type of tuma, or neither of them line up. Lo tumaso velo shiuro, neither the type of tuma nor the shear of the tuma are the same. Ein mitzdarfin. So we assume from this gemara, from this shita of Rabbi Yoshua, that this is like our mishnah. If two types of meat don't combine because they have different statuses of of tuma, so then for sure it's going to be the liquids and solids don't combine, and therefore our, our gemara must be like the shita of Rabbi Yoshua. So says the gemara, lav davka. Where the first of the medium-sized lines on Pei Aleph Amid Aleph says the Gemara, our Mishnah could even be like the Rabbanon who argue with Rabbi Yoshua. Rab Nachman Amar Afilu Rabbanon. Why could it be the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon who argue against Rabbi Yoshua? Because Adkan Loka Amre Rabbanon Hasam Elole Inyan Tuma. Only when it comes to Tuma do the Rabbanon argue against Rabbi Yoshua. The shame Tuma Chadhi. So Rabbi Yoshua was of the opinion that. If you have two types of meat and they're each tameh, but they're a different type of tumah, then they're incomparable. And the Rabbanan push back at him and say, tumah is tumah. They're comparable enough to be combined. So says the Gemara that maybe over there, only over there is where the Rabbanan would argue about hacha here when it comes to Yom Kippur and you've eaten 
both liquid and solid. So there we would say, the threshold as we've been discussing is about Yishuv Adas. And would a person have Yishuv Adas having eaten a total of a kakoseves, but a mixture of food and drink, says the Rabbana Nova, hi, in this case, if you were to eat that mixture of food, lo mesvadaita. So that's how the Gemara approaches this. First, we think in the name of Rav Chiza that it's Rav Yoshua, and then we conclude that it's not. And then the Gemara literally repeats this again. The same exact thing again. Uh, and, uh, I'll just uh, read this part quickly because it is exactly the same. The Chain says the Gemara about a quarter of the way down. Really, it is the sheet of Rabbi Yeshua. Detnan, Chalama Rabbi Yeshua, Vechule, Rabbi Yochanan, Amarfilo, Temer Rabbanan. Our Mishnah even could be like the Rabbanan who argue against the Shita of Rabbi Yeshua because Adkan Lokami, Rabbanan, Hasim, Elohim, Tuma. The only reason over there why the Rabbanan argued against Rabbi Yeshua is because they said, even though there are different types of Tuma, but they're still Tuma. Aval Hacha, Bayom Kippur, Mishumi Suve Daitahi. It's only about Yeshua Das, the high, this mixture of both food and liquid, Lokames Vadaita. Therefore, in conclusion, our Mishnah, our previous Mishnah, which we just finished, can be like the opinion both of Rabbi Yeshua and also like the Shita of the Rabbana. Next Mishnah. Uh, the Mishnah says a third of the way down on Pe'alaf Aleph new Mishnah. Let's say a person ate and drank a lot, but they did it in one lapse of memory. So then the halacha is, halacha is they only have to bring one korban, even if they ate a tremendous amount and drank a tremendous amount, because... The Shigaga, the Helamecha, it was all one lapse in memory. So because it was only one lapse in memory, so therefore uh, you only bring one Chatas. But what if you were Ochal Ochlen? Uh, sorry, I skipped a line. Yeah, Ochal What if you did Achila and then you were Machalal Yom Kippur, one of the 39 Avos Malacha, not one of the Chamesh Sinuim. So you ate Chamesh Sinuim and then you uh, decided to, I don't know, you decided to build a house, right? So you, you did Bone. So then the Halacha is, that's a problem. Chayv Shtei Chatos. Then you're Chayv two different things, even if it was Behelamecha, because there are two different genres of, of Isser. One is in the category of Inui and one is in the category of the Lamates Malachos. We'll see today on today's daf that not all 39 malachos are in fact usher on Yom Kippur. But nevertheless, the Gemara here, the Mishnah here distinguishes between the categories of the Chamesha Sinuyim and the, uh, the malachos of uh, Yom Kippur. Continues the Mishnah, second line of the Mishnah. If you ate foods that really should not be eaten, and you drank drinks that should not be drunk, that things that people should not be drinking. And strangely, the Mishnah adds this, or if you drink some type of fish juice, Yum. 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 It's gross. No, no, no. So then the halacha is that it's putter. Okay, but you should just know the Mishnah says that it's putter, which means that it's not considered achila, which means it's not considered food. So we have a Mishnah. We have a Mishnah that says if you drink herring juice, that that's not considered a food. And there's a Mishnah to prove it, which just goes to show you that fish don't taste good. That's just exactly what it is. So the Gemara opens almost halfway down. Uh, no peanut gallery today. I have a lot of Gemara to cover. Amarish uh, Lakish, the Gemara opens. Now, here, what we're going to be discussing literally for the next Amud is the following Shiloh. We know that the Torah is expressed about the Isser of, uh, about the Onesh of Kares for violating the Chamesh Yesinuyim. That we know. Okay. But where is the Isser Lav in the Torah? Like by a lot of foods, we have low Sochal, uh, low this and low that, low Sinaf, whatever, they, all the Isser they have. There. But when it comes to the Isser, of um, when it comes to the Isser of the Chamesh Sinuyim, the Torah doesn't have a classical, what we would call an Azhara, a classical of low Sachmod. We don't have a classical structure like that. We just know that 
it says that we know, but it's a it's not like a low, right? It's not like an Azara lav. So the Gemara is, is going to be troubled with this over the course of this next Amud. And that's the sugya we're going to be dealing with. Why don't we have a classical iser, a classical structure of low sochal, for example, by the Chamesha Sinuyim, by Achila on Yom Kippurim. So says the Gemara as follows, very simply, second line of the new Gemara, Mishum Delo Efshar. Uh, we, we couldn't write it. What were you going to do? Hechi nichtov. What were you going to write? Nichtov rachman alo yochal? Well, you can't say that because what does achila always imply? Like we learned yesterday. Achizayas. Achila bekizayas. So the Torah could not have written by the halachos of Yom, Yom Kippur lo yochal. Uh, maybe we should say nichtov rachman alo seune. Well, that's a very strange language because if you say don't afflict yourself, that implies you should eat. <laughs> that implies, says the Gemara, kumechol mashma. So you can't say lo seune. Now we don't have a language to use. So yes, we have to stipulate the onesh, which we've done by saying that it's an isra kares, but we don't really have a base, a baseline language in the Torah to 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 record the azhara. So maske flora, uh, maske flora of hoshia. Why don't we add the words of hishamer and pen? You should be careful, lest you are not going to afflict yourself. Namely, we're afraid you might eat. So says the Gemara, you can't say that because if you say hishamer and pen in Cain, nefishilhu lave, that would imply that there are two lavin, and that's not true. There's only one lav because hishamer and pen and al, all of those languages indicate their own lav. So we're really trapped in the Gemara right now. We don't have an azhara. We don't have the warning, and we only have the Onesh. So says the Gemara, let's try again halfway down on Pe'alaf Amadalaf, trying to find a language for the Azhara, for the, the classic Isser de Oraisa of eating on Yom Kippur. You should be careful for the mitzvah's assay of Inui, says the Gemara. In Cain, if that's true, then sometimes Hishamer de Lav is a Lav, that when the word Hishamer is used by an Isser Lav, that <coughs> it's for an Isra Doraisa, like for a Losase, but sometimes Hishamer Daase Ase. Now you, you've taken the word Hishamer and used it in two split ways, sometimes for an Losase, sometimes for an Ase. You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that because now the word Hishamer is not a lav anymore. It's also for an Ase. You can't just repurpose things. So, how does the word Hishamer work? It's a lav. So, you can't use it here for an Ase. So therefore, says the Gemara, maybe we should have a language of do not, do not, uh, do not uh, deviate from the Inui. Now that sounds good because it's not Hishamer Pen where you have a double language. It's just one. Um, and it uh, it might work, says the Gemara. Kasha, that's that's great. That's a great question. It's like a question on a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Why didn't you write this language in the Torah to give us our Hazara? Okay, so we don't have a good answer to that question. Our question that we're asking is, where is the classical love? Where is the classical love of not eating on Yom Kippur, and we don't know. We have the Onesh, we don't have the Lav. So Zog the Gemara as follows. The Tana Maisi Lamihacha. Says the Gemara, where in fact do we learn out the Isser of Achila on Yom Kippur from? Says the Gemara, V'inisim es nafsho seichem, tupsukim. Pasuk number one, we know V'inisim es nafsho seichem, you're supposed to afflict your souls. And Pasuk two, V'chol malachalo sasu. So then the Brisa, this is a very, very long Brisa. And here's what the Brisa says from these tupsukim. Yachal yehei anush, Al Tosefes Malacha. Maybe one would have the Onesh of Kares on Tosefes Malacha. What's Tosefes Malacha? So you might be familiar with this idea of Tosefes Shabbos, Tosefes Yantip, Tosefes Yom Kippurim. And that is that we have a requirement to add a very small amount of time before and after uh, Yom Kippur. <coughs> and the Gemara's question is what if one were to violate that Isser? What, let's say that uh, Yantif ends on Yom Kippur at 9 p.m. and you violate an Isser at 9 04 p.m. 
So says the Gemara, that's in a time called Tosefes Yom Kippur. And if at, at the time of Tosefes Yom Kippur, so then maybe you should be Chayib Karesen. Talmud Lomar says the Gemara, you're not. What does Be'etzam Ayom Hazem mean? Only when you're mamish within the hours of Yom Kippur. Let's call it from uh, Shkia going into Yom Kippur and to 55 zero minutes outside of Yom Kippur. But at 51 minutes, even if you haven't taken out, even if you haven't said Avdala or Atachon Antanun, that's not Kares anymore. Only Be'itzumo Shel Yom. At that time, one would not be Chayav uh, Antosefes Melacha. So it says the Gemara, Yachol lo yehe Anush Kares Al Tosefes Melacha. I'll grant you that maybe there's no Eser Kares Antosefes Melacha, that one can't be held accountable for an Onish Kares. By Tosefes Melacha, and the time after Yontif actually ends, and until the time you take out uh, actual Havdalah, maybe. Aval, maybe we should assume, Yehei Anush Kares Al Tosefes Inui. But maybe we should say that if at 9.04 p.m., four minutes after you eat, you do a, an actual, not malacha, but you actually eat something, and that maybe we should say that there's still an onish of kares there, says the Gemara, no, still no. And we see there the word again. So if Shabbos ends, if, if Yom Kippur ends at nine o'clock exactly, then at 9.04 p.m., you eat a whole kosevis of, uh, I don't know, drumettes, let's say something along those lines. Just uh, something just popped into my head. So wow. then says they know thanks. I'm a little busy right now. But that, but the Gemara says that at that point, there's not going to be an Isser Kares on the Chamesh Sinuyim. So even if you eat at 9.04, four minutes after it's taste, but you're still holding Stark in Yom Kippur, you want to take out a, yeah, you're still saying, uh, you know, Kiddush Lavana, right? You have it. Still, it doesn't make a difference. Allah is it. There's no Isser Kares at that point. So says Gemara, fine. Maybe there will be no Kares. But maybe we should say that there's an Isser de Oraisa, that there is in fact a love that will you will have violated if you do Malacha after 9 p.m. on that Motzei Yom Kippur. Tamalom are incorrect. There's not even an Isser Lav at that point. What does Be'etza mean? Only during the actual day of Yom Kippur. From Shkia on Erev Yom Kippur until 50 minutes uh, at the end of Yom Kippur, that's when we're Muzhar, where there's an Isser Dor Raisa Malacha. But after nine o'clock at 9.04, when you're being, it's just a Tosefes Yom Kippur, there is no Isser Dor Raisa. The Brisa continues. Fine, let's go through the next iteration. Then maybe we should say that, okay, that the Isser Lav. Of uh, of the Inui, the Isser Dorais of the Chamesh Sinuyim at 904. Maybe we should say there's no Onesh, but there is an Isser Doraisa, says the Gemara. That doesn't even make sense. We're uh, two thirds of the way down, three two lines before the widest lines of the Gemara at the end of the line. The Dinu, does that even make sense? Just like uh, the malacha that we know of, which applies on Shabbos and Yom Tov, Eino Muzhar Aleha, that by Tosefes Shabbos, there's no Isser do rice of Tosefes Shabbos of Yom Tov. If you do malacha, there is no Isser. So Inui, the Chamesh Sinuim, which don't even apply by Shabbos and Yom Tov, they only apply by Yom Kippur. Inui, She'eno, Noheg B'Shabbos, Yom Tov, Eino Din Shelo, Yehi Muzhar all the more so, because Inui is more limited in its reach than the uh, than Shabbos and Yom Tov, because it only applies one day a year, the Chamesh Sinuim. Okay, uh, Tishabah, but that whole day is Dirabana. And Amir Sashem, it'll be a Yantif soon in the other direction. We won't have the we don't have any we won't have any Inuyan Tishabah. This is only talking about Dina Dal Raisa. 
Says the Gemara, I understand what you're saying. We're still stuck in that we don't have the formal Isser. We still don't know where the Isser de Orisa is of eating on Yom Kippur. We know that it's Aser, and we know that there's an Isser uh, Kares that's involved. We know the Onesh, but we don't have a classical formulation of the Isser. Los Achmod, uh, whatever, pick one. We don't have that. We're missing it in, in the Torah itself. So it says the Gemara, Minai. Where then would we find it from? Second of the longer lines, longest lines on Pe Aleph Abed Aleph, says the Gemara as follows. <clears throat> When it comes to the iser, uh, when it comes to the activities of melacha on Yom Kippur, we know that the uh, Torah stipulates in multiple places that there's an iser kares on Yom Kippur. It says it by the iser melacha of Yom Kippur, and it says it by the chamesha sinuyim. So it says the Gemara, the Torah did something extraneous. The Torah did not need to tell me that there was an onesh of kares by the Isra Malacha because the Gomar Me'inui, I could have learned it out from the Chamesh Sinuyim. So the Torah did something extra and I'm going to learn from that extra wording. Says the Gemara, how could I have learned out the Isra Kares by Malacha from the world of Inui? Well, Ma Inui, just like by the Chamesh Sinuyim, She'enu Noheg Veshabasas Vimim Tobim Anush Kares, just like the of Yom Kippur don't apply on Shabbos and Yontif, and we see that Inui by Yom Kippur is Chayav Kores. So too, Malacha Shenoheges b'Shabbos Asiyam Tovim Lo Kol Shekain. It's a Kal Chomer. It makes perfect sense, and we should therefore assume that it's an obvious Sushtel that from the world of Inui to the world of Malacha and Shabbos, if by Inui, which only applies one day a year, there's an Isra Kores, then it would certainly be the case that by Malacha, which applies every seventh day and on every Yontif. Certainly there should be an Isra Kares. And therefore, Loma Namar, why then did the Torah bother to add the words of the Isra of Kares that applies to the world of Yom Kippur? So it says the Gemara, Lama Namar, why does the Torah go out of its way to talk about the Isra, uh, about the Onesh of Kares by Malacha and Yom Kippur? Says the Gemara, Mufne. Ah, we're getting into the language of Mufne. What does Mufne mean? Mufne is a language that we use when we say that a word is available for Xerah Shava. A word is available for a hekish. So mufne, the word is lahakish to compare. It must be that when the Torah speaks about the iser, the onesh of kares by the iser malacha on Yom Kippur, it must be that it is in fact available for the following xerah shava. The Torah speaks about the onesh by inui, that there's kares over there. It also speaks about the onesh by melacha. Ma melacha lo onash Elohim king his here. And just like by the melacha in Yom Kippur, there's not going to be any onesh unless there's an azhara. That's a rule in the Torah. You can't have an onesh without an azhara. Don't be confused. This is not hasra'a of Edim. This is azhara. The Torah needs to tell you the iser in order for you to earn the, in order for you to be able to get the consequence. Can't have it both ways. There has to be the onish that's stipulated. There has to be the azhara that's stipulated. So, ma'amalachalo onash, we're four lines into the white lines. Ma'amalachalo onash elayim kein hisir, just like by the malacha on Yom Kippur, lo onash elayim kein hisir, you can't get the onish of kares without the pasuk to warn you. Af inui, so too when it comes to the chamesha sinuim, lo onash elayim kein hisir. So this whole lengthy b'risa is to teach us that what? <coughs> even though <coughs> the Torah doesn't have a Pasuk that says, Lo so but we have the Torah's explicit Onesh in the Torah of Kares, it's okay. We have the extra, we have the extra Onesh of <coughs> the Malacha of Yom Kippur. And therefore, 
we now know that there is an Azhara. That's the Gemara's assumption. So says the Gemara, that doesn't work. I could undo your Gzeira Shava. How can I undo your Gzeira Shava? Because what did you want to compare? You wanted to compare Inui and Malacha, the Chamesha Inuyim to the 39 Malachos, but you can't do that. In regards to Inui, there's never a heter of the Chamesha Sinuyim and Yom HaKippurim. Masha'in came when it comes to Malacha, there is a heter. Tomar b'Malacha, Shehutra Michlala. But when it comes to the Malachos on Yom Kippur, there is a heter, which is Shechita. The Isra Malacha of Shechita does not apply on Yom Kippur. And if that's true, then this is not a level playing field. You try to make a Shava from the world of Inui that has no leniencies to the world of Isra Malacha that does have leniencies. And that's not a reasonable comparison. So says the Gemara, I think you're correct. That's a great argument. Six lines into the wide lines, 10 lines from the bottom. Ella, therefore, lo yomar onesh bi Inui. What, why, the Torah should not have then said the onesh by Inui. The gomar mi Malacha. We're going to reverse our understanding. We had initially said that the onesh by Malacha was extra. No, now we're going to reverse this. The Onesh by Inui was extra because we could have learned that from the from the Isra Malacha. How so? Just like Malacha, which is more lenient in that Malacha has a, uh, it has a hole in it and that we know Shechita's Mutter on Yom Kippur and there we see that there's an Onesh Kares. <coughs> so then Inui, the more Hamur case, which is where we see that there's no heter by Inui. There's never a leniency in the Chamesh Sinuim. Lokal Shekein. All the more so. So what do we see from here? What we see is that we can learn the Isser Kares from the world of Malacha to the world of Inui. And if that's true, then when the Torah explicitly stipulates the Onish of Kares by Inui, it's extra. So therefore, eight lines from the bottom, Loma Ne'emar. It must be that those words are extra. The words of the Onesh of Kares by Inui are extra, and therefore Mufne, they're now available, Lehakish, to make a comparison, to compare and make a Gzera Shava. Neemar, what's the Gzera Shava that we can now make? Neemar Onesh be Inui, Neemar Onesh be Malacha. We have the punishment that's listed in the Torah by uh, Inui, by the Chamesh Shesinum, that there's, that there's a punishment of Kares, and that there's also Kares by Malacha. Says the Gemara, Ma Malacha, Anash, he's here. Just like by the Isra Malacha and Yom Kippur, we know that there is an, a, a punishment and an Azhara. So too, Af Inui, Anash, he's here. So now we have, yet yeah, this is attempt number two at an answer. It's really attempt number three at an answer here. The first one was the Pusik that we said, Kasha. Why didn't Hashem write the Torah that way? Kasha, we have to ask the Abishter. We don't know. And the second answer we tried in one version of a Kalachomer. And here's another one. Yet the Gemara rejects this as well. Ikalamifrach. The problem is that, again, we don't have a level playing field. Why don't we have a level playing field? So says the Gemara. Malacha, that applies all the time, every seventh day and on every yontif. There's also a kula in Inui, and in that Inui only applies one day a year on the 10th of Tishrei and no other days a year. There is no other Inui. Says the Gemara, you can't make a Kalvachomer from one to the other. It just doesn't work. In both directions, you can't make the Kalvachomer. You have the Kula by Malacha, that one of the Malachos is always Mutter on Yom Kippur, and you have a Kula by Inui, that Inui only applies on the 10th of Tishrei and no other days of the year. <laughs> so therefore, the, the Gemara pivots and says, you're right. It must be that he learns something different, which is he learns from the Pasuk of Etzem. The word Etzem is used in two places. And he has another Gzei Roshaba. And that does allow, uh, the words Etzem must be Mufne. They must be 
um, available because the Ilomuf, had they not been available, the Gemara would have posed a whole host of questions, and the Gemara didn't ask those questions, and therefore that's answer number one that actually works. Now we have a Marimakam from Etzem Etzem that from the world of Inui to the world of Malacha, that just like in the world of Inui, there's an Onesh and there, there and there must be an Azhara, so too by the world of Malacha, there is an Inui and there must be, there's an Onesh and there must be an Azhara as well, answer number one. And in fact, the Gemara is going to support this. Lai, in truth, afnuye mufne. We know that the words are, are actually available to make a drasha from, to make a gzereshava from. Because chamisha kra'ek sibe b'malacha. There are five psukim that speak about the isra malacha. We're five lines from the bottom of pe'alaf amiralaf. Chad le'azhara di'amama. One, one is the azhara. That's the isra lav of doing malacha. V'chad le'azhara de'lelya. One is talking about the Isra Lab of doing Malacha at night. One Pasuk is talking about the Onesh Karis during the day. And one is talking about the Onesh at night of Kares. And the last one is what we are going to be using from the word Etzem to teach us that just like there's an Onesh of Kares, so too there is in fact an Ashara. And this is the support for answer number one. Here's the next answer that works. Three lines from the bottom, much shorter. All of that was for one answer. The next answer is three lines from the bottom. We have two different locations of Inui where we see the word used. Just like by, by one case of Inui, the case is that you can't get punished without an Azhara. Afkan here too, by uh, by our case of Yom Kippur, lo an here. And this is answer number two, just like Zereshava. So the first answer that works is Etzem Etzem, Zereshava. Second answer that works is Inui Inui, also Zereshava. Answer number three, two lines from the bottom. Ravach Yaakov Amar, Yolif Shabbos, Shabbos Mi Shabboson. Shabbos, Shabboson, Mishabbos, excuse me, I read that wrong. We have uh, we have the Pasuk by Shabbos, which we know Yom Kippur is referred to as Shabbos, Shabboson. And Mishabbos, Breshis. What does Shabbos, Breshis mean? So if you look in the footnotes here by the Hagos Vitzionu, if you have this, I'll just read it here uh, a little slower so we can follow along here. Beautiful. He explains as follows. Kola Shabbosos, Kiruyan Shabbos Breshis. All of the Shabboses of the year are referred to as Shabbos Breshis, the Shabbos that reminds us of creation. This is the this is the the sticking point of the yid is that every seven days we are reminded of the bria of the world. We stop just like he stopped. That's why we have the Esther Malacha. So that's a, a beautiful explanation of this. He has a lengthier uh, uh, exposition here, but not for now. But the point is that when the Gemara here says Mishabbos Breshis, it's talking about every Shabbos of the year. So it says Rabbah Chabar Yaakov, he learns out Shabbos Shabboson from Shabbos Breshis. Or just like by Shabbos Kodesh, you can't get a punishment without an Azhara. So there must have been an Azhara. And this is the Azhara. Fourth answer, Rav Papa Amar turning to the top of Pe'alaf from the base. What's the fourth answer? As the fourth answer, it's a play on the third answer. The third answer said Shabbos Shabboson by Yom Kippur, so too by Shabbos Breshis. This answer says, forget that. It, it's the language of Shabbos. It's the same thing. We don't have to make a jump from anywhere to anywhere. Ikri says the Gemara, Shabbos Ikri. That's what the Torah says. I'll just read the whole pasuk. Shabbos Shabboson who lachem ve'inisa mesnafsho seichem. Yom Kippur is a Shabbos, and you need to afflict yourselves. Says the Gemara. So I don't have to go anywhere. It's called Shabbos. Says the same. Just like on Shabbos, you can't get an onus without an Azhara. So too by Yom Kippur, done. These are our four answers. And the Gemara is going to compare and contrast a couple of these answers. Let's just review. There were four answers to our question. What was our question? Our question was that we know the onesh of violating Inui. That we know. But what is the classical Isser warning in the Torah? 
Answer number one, Agzera Shava from uh, Etzem to Etzem, two different verses in the Torah. Answer number two, Agzera Shava from Inui to Inui. Answer number three, comparing Shabbos to Yom Kippur, Shabbos, Shabbaton, Shabbaton, and Shabbos Breshis. Answer number four, you don't even have to do that. Yom Kippur is called Shabbos and the halachos are the same. Those are the four answers. So it says the Gemara comparing answers three and four. Bishlam Rav Papa, I understand the newest shita, the one we just learned that Yom Kippur is called Shabbos, so there's not even a Gzeir Shabbat. He doesn't want to make the comparison of Yom Kippur to Shabbos, playing off the word Shabbos, Shabbaton to Shabbos Breshis, because the because when he looks at the word Shabbos, Shabbaton, he's like, that is Shabbos. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. You don't have to jump anywhere. That's perfect. Elo Ravacha Bar Yaakov. Why didn't Ravacha Bar Yaakov say the cleaner answer of Rav Papa? My time alone, Rav Papa. Why didn't he look at the words Tish Shabbatchem and say, "Oh, he's right. Of course, he's right. That just like by Shabbos you can't get an onesh without an asara, so too by Yom. Why didn't he say that?" So it says Ravacha Bar Yaakov, he couldn't because those words Shabbat Tish uh, Shabbatchem, those words he needed for something else. What does the Bryce say? Five lines down. The Bryce says, It says you're supposed to afflict yourself on the ninth day. The ninth day? That's not even correct. Yom Kippur's on the tenth day. Well, you're supposed to fast on the ninth day too. That doesn't make sense. No, only at the end of the ninth day. Okay. We should only start by We have to start a little earlier. Okay, what does that look like? Says the You have to add a little bit from before the fast starts. You're not allowed to eat up until Shkia. You have to add a couple of minutes. That's called Tosefes. Tosefes Yom Kippur. Mikan, says the Gemara, this is Halacha Lamaisa. That when it comes to Yom Kippur, the din is... You have a mitzvah to add to Yom Kippur. So you have to start your fast a couple minutes before Shkia. Okay, so far from this, Bryce, I only know that on the I'm going into the fast, I have to little have to add a little bit. How do I know that I'm, at the end I have to add a little bit more to my Yom Kippur? It has to be up until the end, until it's very, very dark out. And even then, so instead of doing 50 minutes, do 52 minutes, whatever it is. There has to be a hosafa to Yom Kippur before and after. I only know about Yom Kippur. How do we know by Shabbos that there's Tosefes Shabbos? Oh, that's what says Gemara. Talmud Omar Tishbitu. Remember what Ravacha Bar Yaakov said. He couldn't hold the Rav Papa's answer of using the words Tishbitu. Uh, Tishbitu. He couldn't use that. Why? Because he needed it for something else. For this to teach us that there's Tosefes Shabbos. Tishbitu. Ainli Ella. Shabbosos. Yomim tovim minayin. I only know about Shabbos. How do I know that there's Tosefes Shabbos, even Tosefes Yom Tov? Talmud Omar Shabbatachem. So therefore, Rav Achabar Yaakov could not answer the answer of Rav Papa. He had to go a little bit more indirect to make the Hekesh of Shabbos Shabbaton to the world of Shabbos Breshis. He couldn't use the answer of Rav Papa because those psukim were used for something else. Haketzad. Anytime there's an Isser Malacha, we always have a mitzvah of Tosefes of that day, Yom Kippur, Yontif, Shabbos, whatever it is. There's always a mitzvah to add a little bit to those holy days. Okay? The Tana de Etzem Etzem. According to the third shita that we saw, the second shita that we saw on the bottom of, sorry, yeah, the first shita that we saw on the bottom of the previous Samud as to how we know that there's an Azhara for Inui on Yom Kippur. What does he do with the Psukim Hai Betisha Lechodesh my Abidlei? So what does he do with those Psukim that say Betisha Lechodesh? What does he do? So it says the Gemara, Mi Baile Lechodetani Chiyabar Rav Midifti. 
What did Chiyabara Midifti say? The Tani Chiyabara Midifti Binisam Tav Sersechem Betisha Vchiyabatisha Misanen Valo Beasor Misanen. So he says that you can't be there on the ninth day that we fast. We know that the fast is on the tenth day. So then, according to the sheet who holds etzem etzem, that the way that we know that there is an azhara for Inui An. Yom Kippur is from that Gzeira Shava. What does he do with the Pasuk of Tisha? Ela Lomar Lach, a famous Gemara. Kola Ochel Vashosib Bishashi, anyone who eats and drinks on the ninth day of Tishrei, Malela Vakasav, Kiluisana, Tishi Vasiri. Don't ever go to Dunkin' Donuts in Arab Yom Kippur. That's the rule because every, there's a mitzvah to eat on that day. If you eat on the ninth of Tishrei, you get, it's Ki'ilu, you've eaten on the tenth. It's Ki'ilu, you haven't eaten on the tenth of Tishrei. You get a big mitzvah. It's a very big mitzvah. Okay, that brings us to the two dots halfway down. The rest of the Gemara is easier, even though it's shorter. We're going till the end of the page. <coughs> Let's continue. Let's talk about foods that are inedible. If a person chews pilpale, if you chew like a whole peppercorn, like the little the little sphere of pepper, the one that you would grind in a fancy grinder. So those, your putter, if you eat those. You're also going to need a drink if you eat those. That can't be enjoyable. But it says the Gemara, your putter is not considered regular achila. The Gemara also has kas zangibila. If a person uh, eats zangibila, which is ginger, putter, that's also not considered a regular food. It says the Gemara, hold on one second. Why does the Torah say that it's also eitz machal? When the Torah speaks about the Isra of Orla, first three years, you can't eat it. Why does it refer to the fruits as eitz machal, the rest of the Pasuk? El Tamalomar. Uh, uh, we're talking about specifically a tree that tastes like the, the, the growth of the tree itself. What does that teach you? That teaches you that pepper, peppercorns are chayiv in orla, which means that peppercorns are food. But you just said that if you eat peppercorns, you're putter on Yom Kippur, but it's a food. It's, it's chayiv in orla. So if it's chayv and oral, it's a food. But you can't say that on Yom Kippur if you eat it, your putter. And finishing up the b'risa, mm-hmm. so that's a kasha on, on Rava, because Rava said that kas how can you say that? It's chayv and orla. Says the Gemara, last short line, one is when it's still moist and the other is beabeshta. So Rashi highlights the distinction. If you look at Rashi, two-thirds of three-fourths of the way down, Rashi, when it's more moist, it's edible. When it's already dried out, that's already inedible. So what Rava was talking about was the one that was yavesh, the one that was yabeshta. First long line, Amr le Ravina, hold on one second. Amr le Ravina le Ramei, Rav Amr Rav Nachman, hi himlesa. Himlesa is a kind of food that was a mixture of honey and ginger, says the Gemara. And it comes from the Asimi Behandoi Sharia. It's a type of food that comes from uh, a non-Jewish community. They cooked it. And the halacha is that Sharia, namely, that there is no Isser of Bishal Akum on this food. Why not? So when it comes to the world of Bishal Akum, this is also halacha lamaisa. If a goy is going to prepare foods for you that are edible without cooking them, then there's no Isser of Bishal Akum. So let's say, for example, you have a non-Jew who is uh, standing at a with a kosher frying pan and kosher vegetables and kosher oils, and they cut up for you uh, strips of red pepper and a whole bunch of uh, fruits and vegetables, whatever they are, and he stirs them up for you and puts them on a platter. That's mutter, mamish. You don't have to turn on the fire. You don't have to do anything. There's no iser of bishal akum when a food is edible, when it's nechal chai, when it can be eaten raw. No problem at all. Scrambled eggs have to be scrambled to be the eggs. Nobody eats raw eggs. No normal people eat raw eggs. So that's not okay. So then that, that you need someone to watch over you for, fine. But here it's totally mutter. What do we see from here? 
It's a food. We see that ginger is a food because it's called himlosa. It's made out of ginger. You said, Rava, that someone who eats ginger, you said that they're putter. Why are they putter? It's a food that's nechal chai. People eat it raw all the time. The haraya, it's mutter by bishalakum because we don't care if it's bishalakum because it's nechal chai. So that shows us that raw ginger is perfectly fine. And we make a bore priyadama. This is another remez. When you eat something that's not eaten normally in that way, even if it grows from the ground, you don't make that bracha. If you were to eat a piece of rice plain, uncooked, abracha shahakal. It's not mazon. It says not food. Okay, you're eating sustenance of a Kodesh Baruch so you have to make a shahakal, but it's not a food. So says the Gemara, kasha and rava. How can you say rava that if you eat, uh, uh, what's the word in Aramaic? Zingibala? Zingibal? Uh, huh? No, it's on Gabila. Uh, when you eat ginger, that you're going to be putter. Why? Says Gemara, same answer as before, that when it's moist, yes, it's considered a food. Once it's dried out, it's not. So the case by the uh, by the Behundoy, the non-Jews who were cooking it, that was talking about when it was still moist, but once it's dried out, that's what Rava was talking about, where you would have been putter on its achila. <laughs> and the rabbis taught us, if you eat the leaves of reeds, you're exempt. But if you ate the lulavim, if you ate the branches of a of a geffen, of a vine, so then How do we define the time frame in which these are still considered edible? Amar a 40-day span from Aleph, Tishrei, uh, no, 10 days, sorry. Rosh Hashanah, Vayu Yom Kippur, only 10 days. Rav Kahana expands it. Rav Kahana, Amar, Kol, Shloshim Yom. Anything up to 30 days is considered to be the Lulavim on which you be chayim. Tanya Kavasit, Rav Yitzchak Magdala, Achal, is a brisa that supports the first sheet that it's only 10 days. Achal, Ale, Kinim, Pater, Vilulav, Pater, Vilulav, Egefanim, Chayim. Elu, Hein, Lulav, Egefanim, Kol, Shalav, Levo. Any of the branches that grow me, Rosh Hashanah, Vayu Yom Kippur, in that 10 day span, anything outside of that, you'd be Pater. But if you ate those leaves and branches during that 10 day span, or that grew in that 10-day span, Yutaka would be chayim. Last sugya for the night. If anybody drinks fish brine, they're going to be potter. However, the Mishnah makes a diuk. Uh, the Gemara the makes a diuk on our Mishnah. But if one were to eat vinegar or drink vinegar, that doesn't sound very tasty. Put a little bit of vinegar on salad, maybe. But to drink vinegar out of the container, that can't, does not sound so good. However, the Gemara says that you be chayv on that. Must need some money. Who is that she's like? It must be Rebbe. He. Why? Detanya. Rebbe says, Rebbe Omer, chometz meshivas nefesh. That does. That, that creates a meshivas nefesh. It makes a person feel better, right? It, it improves their life. Darash Rav Gidol Barmanasha, mi biri deneresh. Rav Gidol Barmanasha from the city of biri deneresh. He says, ain't alocha kirebi. We don't hold like Rebbe. Namely, we don't hold that chometz is fulfilling. Oh, so what happened the next year on Yom Kippur? Lashana, the next year, nafki kulealma, everyone left shul. Mazgu v'shasuchala. They diluted vinegar and they're kicking it back, sitting outside. Why? It doesn't sound so frum. They were all sitting there drinking outside on Yom Kippur. But don't worry, because we paskin not like Rebbe, says the Gemara. We don't paskin like Rebbe. Rebbe says it's meshivis nefesh. They held it's not meshivis nefesh. So they're sitting there drinking, uh, they're drinking diluted vinegar. So Shoma Rebbe Gidol Ve'ikpidi. He's like, you guys totally misunderstood me. He was very upset about it. Ve'ikpidi. Literally, he's strict. But it means in, the, in context, he was upset. What was he upset about? Omar. Amar Damre Onadiyavad. What I was saying is, Bidi Eved. I never said that it's Lichat to drink this. What are you talking about? 
talking about? That's ridiculous. Amar Domar Anapurtai said, fine, you can have a little bit. I never, I never implied you could sit there and drink a, you know, a whole glass of it. Tuva mi Amre. Of course you can't drink a lot of it. And for the last line of the day, Amar da Amre, Ana Chai. I was only talking about undiluted, the way that the way that it's made, the way that we make it. But you sat there, Muzzug, you sat there and you diluted a mi Amre. I never said such a thing. So even if we paskin against Rebbe, even if we hold the drinking that drinking vinegar on Yom Kippur is not meshi v'sanefesh, it's not a heter to drink it. That's totally ridiculous. We'll stop right here. We'll pick up on Shabbos an hour before Mincha on Daf Pei Beis, Amin Aleph at the very top. And uh, please remember to sign up at aldaf.org slash siyum. Looking forward to a beautiful night next Thursday. And a special thank you to Mark, Mark Halpert for hosting the siyum next week. Wishing you all a beautiful night. I'm trying to talk over Mark's voice.